changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Friend Friday, and today, Dr. Mike Dow is joining us. He and I had such a great conversation on his podcast a few weeks ago that we decided to talk again. So, Mike, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Amy. And yes, we sure did have a great time uh, on my podcast, so I'm very grateful to be here on yours talking all about happiness and ways to, to supercharge it in this new year. One of the things that really struck me is there are so many easy ways for people to, now that the new year is upon us, uh, to really not only attain those goals, but to stay happy uh, through the new year, which I know your listeners and chicken soup lovers love. And uh, obviously, as an expert in brain health and as the author of The Brain Fog Fix, it's something that I talk a lot about as well. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know how special it is that we're talking to Mike today, Dr. Mike Dow has hosted several hit television series. He can be heard weekly on Hay House Radio's Dr. Mike Show. He is a sought-after expert in many fields, including relationships, brain health, addiction, mental illness. He's hosted many different television shows. He's on Dr. Oz all the time. He's on The Doctors. He's been on Today, Good Morning America, Wendy Williams, Rachel Ray, Nightline, Fox and Friends, Anderson Anderson Live, Ricky Lake, Bethany, Nancy Grace, The Joy Behar Show, and Dr. Drew on Call. He writes for The Huffington Post. He's been in lots of magazines and national print media. I know we're going to talk again in the future about his third book, which is called Healing the Broken Brain. But anyway, today we're going to talk New Year's. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say as a psychologist uh, for those of us who have gotten to the end of January now and are a little disappointed in ourselves. Yeah, I think, Amy, there are some really quick and easy ways that we can really set ourselves up for success. So, you know, it's so interesting, the human brain and the phenomenon of psychology and how it can either make us miserable or by simply reframing our thoughts and setting goals uh, in a sort of... uh, new way can can actually set ourselves up for continued success and happiness. One of the most specific uh, and and tangible uh, tips I want to give your your listeners is to really set goals that are very attainable and get really specific with it. So what's really interesting, Amy, is that when people say things like, oh, I've got to lose weight in 2017 or, oh, I've, I've really got to get this career thing under control. You know, well, uh, you know, these sort of global uh, goals and intentions and, and resolutions, they can actually set ourselves up for not only anxiety because we think of, uh, wow, I have so much weight to lose or I have so much to do before I can even apply to that new job or what am I going to do in terms of my finances? And it also makes us feel uh, a little miserable because what happens is we are now comparing ourselves our current situation with some vastly different situation. So instead of sort of looking at that, that in, a, in a really big picture way, what, what I have, the, the people that I work with, my patients and, and, and people that I uh, uh, counsel do, is to set these specific goals. These goals work for people, for example, it works for veterans who need to learn how to walk again after losing a limb. Setting a smart goal. So instead of saying, oh, I have so much weight to lose, or I really need a brand new career, I'm so miserable in what I'm doing now, say to yourself, 
I would like to lose one pound a month for the next year. Or say to yourself, I am going to spend five hours a week doing something that is a stepping stone to getting me to the career or the side job of my dreams. And, and I think when we do that, Amy, we're also looking at what we have now. And, and we're also saying, you know what? I actually have a lot of blessings in my life too. And, and we realize that while it's always fantastic to set new goals and to be striving for something greater, it's also about realizing that what we have now is, is also full of, of lots of blessings too. So that would be my first tip. So I can make that into two tips because I think you are so right about setting attainable specific goals. I love that one pound a month idea because that's really what is sustainable. But then when you talk about blessings, I feel like learning how to count your blessings, being grateful for what you have in your life is almost like an umbrella resolution that you have to make in order to be happy at all. And I almost feel like that could be your your second goal, but how would you suggest that people train themselves to be aware of the blessings in their lives? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, so there's actually a scientific way if you want to maximize gratitude in your life. And, and, and it's, it's actually sort of similar in terms of the intention that you're going to keep uh, and, and actually hit those goals in this new year. And it's to actually get specific about gratitude. So, for example, instead of saying, I'm so grateful for all of the love that I have in my life, uh, you want to put a because in that sentence. So, so we know that in terms of looking at gratitude journals, people who had a statement that sounded something like, I'm so grateful that I get to talk to my friend Amy today because... I love being surrounded with like-minded people, and it really helps to keep my spirit and my energy in, in a really positive, uh, abundance-minded state. Uh, and then the other thing you can do to supercharge that gratitude is you can actually consider what your life would be without that. So I could say, I'm so grateful for Amy because she's such a fantastic like-minded person that makes me happy. And if I didn't have people like Amy in my life, my life would be really bleak and I wouldn't be able to achieve half of the things that I have achieved without the support of people like Amy. And we know scientifically that when you get really, when you drill down and you get really specific and you even consider what your life would be without these blessings, it actually can supercharge those blessings and this abundance, this gratitude mindset in our lives. I think it's a really sort of fun way to add a scientific lens to something spiritual like gratitude. You know, that is so interesting because we have published a lot of books at Chicken Soup for the Soul about gratitude, and we're always getting stories from people who kept gratitude journals or wrote a blessing a day and threw it in a box and then read it at the end of the month or whatever they did to keep track of gratitude. But I never heard this further refinement, which is to not only write down the blessing, but write down the because, the why you're grateful for that thing, and also the, well, what would life be without that thing? And those are fabulous additions to the gratitude journal advice that we always give out. I love that. I, I never thought of going beyond it and getting into the because of it. So thank you very much for that. 
Yeah, of course. And, and what I also love is that in, in terms of what happens in the brain, uh, what that does, uh, just some, uh, some scientific nerd fact here, because that's what I am, uh, it, it works against the phenomenon of hedonic adaptation, right? So it's so interesting. It's almost like we're on a treadmill. And, you know, over the holidays, my grandpa, whenever he leads a prayer for our family, he always said, uh, you know, thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon me. <laughs> or, you know, or he, and he uses these uh, very fancy church words, and, and he says it all the time, and, and it's a great thing that he, that, that, uh, that he has bestowed upon us, is what he says. Uh, and it's great to say that, but after a while, if you say that every day, it's almost as if you don't even have to think about it. So that, I, I love just drilling down and getting specific because it actually gets us off this treadmill. You know, it's sort of that phenomenon when you get a new car. For the first month, you love that new car, and it's really exciting. But guess what? After a year, it, it's not that exciting to get that into that new car anymore, right? So we always have to sort of work against the brain's ability to always be uh, adapting to a new normal. And that's uh, just a really fun way that we can use this throughout the year to keep keep our abundance and our happiness and our gratitude going. Yeah, to not take all those good things for granted. That is great. So we have two tips so far. We have setting attainable specific goals, which I love. That makes so much sense. Feeling the gratitude and writing it down with the because and how you would feel without it. Give me a third tip that we can use for the new year. Yeah, so Amy, this is actually a surprising tip. And it is to stack your kindness your acts of service, and your gratitude in a day. And this is fantastic for people who, like you, are very busy doing a podcast, editing new books, uh, reading thousands of stories, uh, maintaining this family across the country. And there are some days when it is true. We are so busy with the, the doing mindset that maybe we don't have uh, time to do anything uh, kind or uh, charitable that day. And that's okay, because surprisingly... Scientifically, we know that if you were to do five helping behaviors, if you commit five acts of kindness and write down three specific things that you're grateful for once a week, that you will have a better boost of happiness than somebody who, who does the same amount of kind acts or uh, takes the time to be gratitude once a day. Right? So isn't that fascinating that by stacking uh, some of our kindness and our gratitude, it, it can really make us say, wow, this feels different than yesterday. Uh, so you know, if, if instead of doing one kind thing uh, a week, maybe every other day you could do two or three or once a week. You know, Sunday could be that day where you're going to make a very specific intention. You know what? I'm going to do seven nice things for people today. Just strangers, holding a door for somebody, making a donation, calling somebody and uh, taking them to lunch, somebody who's going through a hard time. And, and what I think that this does, it's not that you're not going to be kind or grateful on other days, but you're going to stop and you're going to get some positive feedback uh, from your own brain. And you're going to say, wow, this feels really good. This feels more than I usually do. And that actually will sort of begin to seep in through the rest of your week, and it'll start to improve your mood. Uh, and that, that one actually, when I was reading these studies on, on kindness, helping, and, and gratitude, that one actually surprised me. I thought it would actually be better to be you know, a little kind every day, but there's something about a, a very intentional day of kindness that, that really can have a lasting effect on happiness. That is really fascinating, too. I, I'm really learning a lot here because 
We talk all the time in our books about how doing a good deed every day will make you so much happier. And it could be something as simple as holding a door open for someone, even if it you know, slows you down, or something really major like spending two hours at a volunteer place doing something. And now you're saying you're better off mushing them together into shorter periods of time. That is really interesting. I had no isn't, idea. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, this was a scientific study. I mean, they, they actually divided subjects into two groups. Now, now here's the Jedi mind trick of, of this, Amy. Uh, I believe that what happens, people like, uh, people like you, I know that even when you stack all of those behaviors, what you're doing is that's a very specific day. Now, I know that that will actually improve your mood, and you will still tend to do uh, kind things holding those doors all week. But isn't it so funny that when we get really specific and intentional about it, it just has that wow sort of factor in the brain. It sort of releases so many feel-good hormones. It becomes a really special day. Uh, So, you know, I I still believe, by the way, that it's fantastic fantastic do uh, a kind thing every day uh but then it once in a while it, it is also great to to stack them and i think that it's interesting that research has has proven that this is actually a more effective way well i guess it's because you just get used to it otherwise you just are like oh, i did my kind thing for the day now i'm going to go on with the rest of my day so it's very interesting all of this seems to have to do with not getting too used to things like writing down why you're grateful for your blessings instead of just writing them down. Again, it's making sure that you're really paying attention to it and not just taking it for granted. You know, it's interesting. It's the other side of uh, the drug addicted brain develops a tolerance to something that hurts it. But tolerance also works with uh, positive uh, aspects in our life as well. So it's funny that we just have to be mindful of how the brain works uh, in order to help our spirit uh, grow. Uh, and, and what I love about this is this is mind-heart congruence, right? Now we can use phenomena of the brain to really supercharge the soul, and then they sort of work hand-in-hand. Hand. This is so great. I'm going to have to have you on again. Unfortunately, we're out of time today because I could go on talking about this for an hour. But <laughs> Dr. Mike Dow, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Amy. Yeah, and thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Amy Newmark. Join me Monday for a sneak preview of our next book, which happens to be called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Random Acts of Kindness. And to learn more about Dr. Mike Dow, please follow him on Twitter, at Dr. Mike Dow, with Dr. spelled out. And follow Chicken Soup for the Soul on Twitter as well. Our handle is at Chicken Soup Soul. <laughs>